We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now picked by Martinez. His option in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge them out. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Krzyzewski wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Krzyzewski not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate, and here they go. Step up to the plate for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner. Posebnik getting into it with Barrett, and there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Solid contact right there. The fan. Welcome into the second hour of the hot corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that at the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080thefan.com. Question. Speaking of podcasts, Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow at 4. Get that wherever you get your podcasts, including at 1080thefan.com. Mike, continue. So we put on a new movie because Phil Lewis ended. Correct. We put on Day After Tomorrow. Day After Tomorrow. Made in 2012? No, no that was 2004. In- yeah, 2004. 2004. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Whoa. It's a good guess by me. Is Jillian Hall in 2012 with John Cusack? Or no, is it just John that's, Cusack? Um, God, that's just Cusack. You're right. Okay. So I I enjoy this movie because it's like a good, bad movie. Right. Oh, Ian Holm. We, R.I.P. R.I.P. Bilbo Baggins. Um, we, we put the guide on. It has three stars. Is this movie actually regarded as good? How many stars do they give on Comcast? Well, we just saw four for Karate Kid, which is pretty high. <laughs> Karate Kid got four Damn. stars. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, well, wax on, wax off, I guess. Their, their standards are wild. I'm pretty sure that it's probably based on like Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Maybe not. Which but, I'm sure Karate Kid has just like slowly creeped up and up and up and up. Probably. Like, do you know that Revenge of the Sith is soon going to be five stars on Rotten Tomatoes? Because the internet has decided that that movie is now a cult classic. I'm going to go on a whim and say that the stars aren't based off of Rotten Tomatoes after seeing the Day After Tomorrow score. Why is this three stars? This movie is not good. I'm going to go with Jake Gyllenhaal. It's good, but it's not good. I'm going to go with Jake Gyllenhaal is in it and some 16-year-old girl in 2004 who is now named Karen and wants to speak to a manager thinks this movie is great because the reason why it's given three stars is because obviously the special effects and just like the overall idea of it and what happens I think outweighs the bad were the special effects good for 2004 like because it's a, because I'm, it 
because it's about global warming and now it's topical that it's like, oh, this movie was pretty good. I mean, that that scene of the tidal wave coming into uh, New York City and they have to scramble and they somehow don't drown in the library. Um, well, I told Mike, this is, no sh- this is no Shawshank. It's not Shawshank. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. <laughs> Thank you. And Mike was like, I don't know. I like this more than Shawshank. And <laughs> no, I was no, like, no, no, no. you can just F right out of here. The door is right there. <laughs> I was man. not talking about this movie. I was talking about Catch Me If You Can, you jerk. Oh, either way, that's not as good as Shawshank. I like that movie better than Shawshank. I think Catch Me If You Can is the most underrated movie of all time. I think you're I think you're stupid. <laughs> the Rotten Tomato critic consensus. The Day After Tomorrow is a ludicrous popcorn thriller. <laughs> <laughs> Filled with clunky dialogue, but spectacular visuals save it from being a total disaster. So if it's five stars, each, each star is worth 20, 20%, correct? Three stars. So how many, that's what's like, his percentage? That's like... Two and a what, fifth of what's a star. His, what's his percentage? Forty-four percent. Oh yeah, man, dude. That that that's that's like two, barely two and a half. So Comcast system is two and a quarter very different. Yeah. Two and a quarter stars. Yes. On Karate Kid, eighty-eight uh, percent Rotten Tomatoes. What's that? Eighty-eight on Karate Kid. Hey, Emmy Rossum's in it though. Hey, dude, tell me what Revenge of the Sith is on Rotten Tomatoes. By the way, the audience score only eighty-two for Karate. I'm telling you, Revenge of the That's Sith. That's actually pretty. Revenge solid. of the Sith from Star Wars is eventually going to be like 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's at 80%. 80. That t- 66 audience score. Yeah, 80% though, that's better than you would expect. With episode three of Revenge of the Sith, George Lucas brings his second Star Wars trilogy to a suitably thrilling and often poignant, if still a bit uneven, conclusion. <laughs> that That is the best That is the best description of that movie I've ever seen. Rotten Tomatoes. Uneven. That movie's a top five but movie. Really poignant. That's one of my top five favorite movies, man. That they movie's are excellent. It out of the park with that, these descriptions. That, that movie's excellent. Oh, yeah. What did, I didn't even read Karate Kid's description. Hold on. It just says wax on, wax off, five stars. <laughs> Utterly predictable and wholly of its time, but warm, sincere, and difficult to resist, due in large part to Pat Morita and Ralph uh, Macchio's relaxed chemistry. Yeah. Where's Ralph Macchio right now? Uh, doing like Comic Cons, I think. We had Forever a Christmas for the rest of his life. Uh, John, uh, Big John gave us a Christmas card with the karate. Uh, yeah, he did. He yeah, did. He did. The karate kid. Uh, yeah. People in it. Yeah. Ralph Macchio. Uh, Ralph. Is it Macchio? Macchio. Yeah. He was in there. Elizabeth uh, Shue is in the original flick. His second most popular <clears throat> movie. Can you take a guess? The Karate Kid Part Two. No. My Cousin Vinny. That's a solid oh, movie. That is a solid movie. There's a couple Oscar winners in that. Joe I, Pesci and yeah. Marissa Tomei. Definitely like that movie. And then Crossroads, which I don't know what that is. Is that and the one with uh, is that Britney Spears? I was gonna say that's the Britney Spears movie. I'm pretty no, sure. No, uh, based on the the album or the album art, the uh, the movie poster. No, that's not Britney Spears. Okay, well you know I I know what Britney Spears movie you're talking After about. After the Karate I Kid do. and My I Cousin do. Vinny, he went to generic plural movie titles and Crossroads and Teachers. Those are his next two most so, well liked movies. Sounds like porno. <laughs> Ralph Macchio, hey baby, wax on, wax off. He's still acting. Yeah. yeah. What was his latest thing? 2018, a dog and pony show. <laughs> no R- score yet. Riveting stuff. And last coming sport- in live, Nirvana <laughs> live at the Clark County Amphitheater hey, at hey. the Clark County Fair. 2000- Tickets are $15. Come on down. 2013, he played Ralph Macchio, and he's way more famous than you. In a show called He's Way, way More Famous Than You. Well, I think it's a movie, but yes. He also was in the movie Hitchcock about Alfred Hitchcock. Doing what? Playing Ralph Macchio? Playing Joe Stefano. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. 
And we antigress. All right. When we come back, let, let's let's dive into some baseball and see what these new rules have in store for 2020. And if this is something we're actually going to watch. If you feel that way, 503-250-1080. This is the hot corner. 1080 the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. You were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. That's good acting with some bad writing, man. Imagine if this music was playing during that scene, too. How intense. Don't try it. (laughs) I have the high ground. (laughs) It is life, man. It's live. Well, actually, it's not. It's a fake movie. I hate sand. <laughs> it's coarse. It's rough. And it gets everywhere. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the name of the movie with Ewan McGregor. God. Where. Velvet Underground. The Island. Uh, Velvet Goldmine. Think Velvet Goldmine. Um, Trainspotting. The so, Island. Oh, no. Yes. The Island. With ScarJo? Yes. That movie sucked. No, it didn't. But Ewan was in it, so it was okay. That I think it was solid. I think it falls terrible. I think it falls in the day after tomorrow category. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I mean, it's one of those where it's just like that mindless fun. a solid one and a half, two stars, maybe. Hey. Mindless fun. He got to make out with ScarJo in it. Or did ScarJo get to make out with Ewan McGregor? <laughs> okay. Like he got to, let's be honest. He got right. to make out with ScarJo. Okay. No, ScarJo <laughs> got to make out with Ewan McGregor. Do you guys not understand the phenomenal aspect? The, the like, the God's gift to this planet that is you and McGregor. Hey, Moulin Rouge, baby. Yeah. The Island, 40% Rotten Tomatoes. You, you and McGregor. Nicole Kidman gets nominated for an Oscar in Moulin Rouge, and you and McGregor's better than her in the movie. A clone of THX 1183, Coma, and Logan's Run. The Island is another loud and bombastic Michael Bay movie where explosions and chases matter more than characters' dialogue or plot. Now that I fact, th- unless now- you watch you and McGregor and you're like, oh, that guy can kind of act. Yeah, now that I think about it, that movie is very much shot like a Michael Bay movie. It 100% like, is. Yeah, now that I think about it, I. There's 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 another movie with Ewan McGregor and Naomi Watts and they're a married couple and you know they've got their issues but there's like a hurricane or like a tsunami and it like wipes out the island and they're all floating and they get separated. Yeah, that's based off of the Boxing Day tsunami in um in the Southeast Asia. Right, right. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Naomi Watts is a phenomenal actress. I think I think she is fantastic. I've enjoyed almost everything she's been in. Ewan McGregor runs circles around her. He's so good. I don't He's know the name such of a great is actor. Is it called Incendiary? No. No. Was it it's something. Deception? No. It's it's something clearly like there's a hurricane. <laughs> Was it Black Hawk Down? No, but he's really good in that too. I'm telling you, Ewan McGregor is, he, he when Ewan McGregor gets old, you're going to think of him like you think of Gary Oldman. The Impossible like, is what it was called. Yeah, you're going to you're going to think about you're going to think about Ewan McGregor like you think about Gary Oldman. You're going to be like something hurricane, the impossible. You're going to be like that guy <laughs> is really really stinking good. But you didn't realize it because he was in, you know, some weird things. Train spotting, excellent movie. Yeah, I Moulin need to watch Rouge, that actually. Excellent movie. Revenge of the Sith, excellent movie. Isn't like, Train spotting Velvet Goldmine, excellent movie. Like what do you want from me? Like uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. I'd never watched it because of I've got a thing with like needles uh, and veins. Unnecessary and stuff. things happening on film. Yeah, like I just have a thing with like needles and veins and stuff. And I just decided not to watch that movie. 
You'd love Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Have you seen Requiem? God. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Joe? Talk about the worst 15 minutes uh, ending of a movie, like, ever. Joe, uh, by I, the way. I think we're in some uncharted territory with this guy. God. <laughs> the Impossible, very good Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It's a very good movie. It has Ewan McGregor and Naomi Watson. I thought you were comparing it to the island. No, I'm telling you, it is an awesome, awesome movie. 81%. On Hulu. Watch now. It's on Hulu? Yeah. Oh, really? I got Hulu. I got Hulu for free with my Spotify. Cool. Do you guys remember when we talked sports on this show? No. (laughs) Me neither. I just want to keep talking about Ewan McGregor. I'm telling you, this guy is the thing. He is the jam. He's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, what do you want from me? He's going to be in a Star Wars series about Obi-Wan Kenobi, Patrick, playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. Patrick, you are allowed to love whatever actor and or actress that you want. And I love Naomi Watts. So if you love Ewan McGregor, I will not stop you from loving Ewan McGregor, nor stop you from talking about Ewan McGregor. Nice. I just don't feel the same way, so you just got to accept that. Text line, Walking Phoenix greater than Ewan McGregor. Jump off a cliff. He's probably right. No, that's a troll job. It's not a troll job. That's a troll Lucky job. Lucky Phoenix is one of the best actors we have right now. Disagree. I'd take Ewan. Okay. You'll take Obi-Wan is what you mean. No. Yeah, Walking Phoenix has no, been like nominated for like three different roles yeah. that he's played in. I yeah. mean, Ewan McGregor, how many? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, Joaquin's got a better agent. The Academy's uh, a bunch of frauds anyways. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't really. Actually. Yeah, sometimes they don't. Yeah, they're they're like under scrutiny for all time for like you know. What are you talking about? And white people and <laughs> you know. Blasphemy! What are you talking about? Come on. Yeah. This text asks, "What's happening right now?" You know, you and McGregor's happening right now. Yeah, I, I I don't really know either. You know, we just we just live here. We don't live here. We only rent here for two hours a Wednesday night. Really? You live here? I do live here more than you do. Still got keys to the door. <laughs> that you do. What up? Haven't taken those away from you. No. Yeah, one time one time my fob like died and I couldn't get into the building. And I like used it to like open it and it wouldn't open. And I was like, oh, well, I guess that's the easy way out. <laughs> you don't gotta send an email, you don't gotta do anything. It's oh, like, fob doesn't work, sorry. Yeah, you know, we kind of fitch, fixed the glitch. Yeah, we don't really give replacement fobs. Yeah. So. <laughs> I guess this is goodbye. Bye. So I am curious what these new rules look like for Major League Baseball. So, like, let's not be real. Let's not beat around the bush here. 60 games, that's not much. Nope. So things are going to be concentrated. So we expect the good players to kind of stand out. I think teams are going to try harder from the start. Sure. Uh, There's going to be less protecting players. There's going to be less protecting the bullpen. There's going to be less giving guys chances. It's going to be go, 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 which should make for a really exciting baseball. Agreed. But are you of the thought process that the cream of the crop will rise to the top, or do you think things might get a little more lateral? Um, you know, like teams that shouldn't be as good? Because I think some people think, oh, this is a bad thing. A bad team might win the World Series. But in theory, wouldn't the best teams in a shortened season do better? I, I think I think the cream will rise to the top. I think the World Series winner will be a deserving World Series winner. Yeah, I don't, you're going to see a, a Yankee, Astros, Dodgers. Or hell, if a team is Cardinals, Braves. Comes out of nowhere and wins 40 games in the regular season and they make the number one seed or whatever, and they're deserving, great, right? I think we will see that because over the course of many seven-game series or five, seven, seven, you're going to see the best teams rise to the top. What I do think is going to happen 
because I think you're going to have an incredibly tight wild card race mm-hmm. where there's going to be probably 10 teams in each league that are fighting for it last two weeks of the season, which should make for a lot of exciting games. Um, I do think it will probably allow a team that's probably not so deserving to make the playoffs. It might not, but I think it opens the chance for that team to make it. Yeah. Because, you know, you could finish 30 and 30 and make the playoffs. Totally. And, you know. I mean, what's the Orlando Magic record right now? They might make the playoffs. They're under 500, yeah. I I would say generally in baseball, if you see a team around 500 make the playoffs, it's just, it's a little bit different because you're like, well, they still won 81 games. Yeah. Okay. 30 wins is like. That team's making the playoffs. It's barely been, it's been two months, barely. Come on. Right. So I think you might have that, but I do think in the end, a team deserving of winning will win because it's just talent will win out. The ability to manage games will win out. And I think that will, that will rise at the top. I know. Cause, cause but a I... hot streak can throw things into a loop and injury concerns can throw things into a loop. Imagine last year, the Yankees hurt, had everybody hurt in the first month of the season. Yeah. I mean, look at the nationals. I mean, we, we wax on about yeah, the nationals. That's yeah, example yeah, yeah. a B and C. They were awful in May and then won the World Series. So um, it could happen that way, which would be a bummer for either side of that argument, the team that has a lot of injuries or the team that was really good but struggled to start. But generally, I think you're going to get probably about who you expect to win or at least the team worth it. See, I tend to agree with you on that. However, and I'm going to ask this question, and I I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it for for the sake of being fun. I agree with you that I think the cream of the crop is going to rise to the top. However, why do I as an Indians fan feel a little optimistic? I didn't love our chances going into the season. Yeah. I thought we'd be okay. Twins win the division. Maybe we battle for a wild card. But I was just kind of like, eh, we got a good staff. But outside of Frankie, I don't really trust anybody in the offense. Mm-hmm. Now I see 60 games and I'm like, huh, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, good staff. I like our chances. A lot of teams are going to be feeling that way. They go, oh, you know, we're not perfect, but the Angels, for example, you poked fun at me for saying the Angels have a chance. Mike Trout is the best player in the world. Hands down. I won't hear it otherwise. Let's say Mike Trout opens the season, hitting 420, blaze it. Mike Trout hits Mike Trout hits 30 home runs next year. Somehow, some way. This year. And the Angels make the, the Angels have a, will have a chance. They don't have a great staff. They don't have a great bullpen. He's got 69 RBIs. Nice. But, you know, they have, they're like, hey, we got Trout. We got a chance. Otani yeah. will be back. We got a chance. I think what 85% Mike, of the teams are going to feel that way. What if Mike Trout hit 420 and hit 69 RBIs? Uh, I think that he would go down as the most legendary human being to live <laughs> on the earth ever. <laughs> More legendary than Gandhi. I want a gamer tag that just says Mike Trout. <laughs> you could probably hit that. 420 Mike Trout 6969. Now you might be pushing. I think somebody probably has that already. <laughs> Mike they, Trout. they clearly don't know that Mike Trout doesn't smoke or get down on the 6969. <laughs> well, you don't know that part. <laughs> I got a good feeling. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy because like that that's what I was saying. Like I'm with you. I think you know, I think teams with the with a deep pitching staff and a good bullpen like I love this for the Braves. Like I love this for the Braves because I think a lot of what hurt them last year was just a, a taxing, waning season to where the Dodgers had a little more depth and were able to kind of get through the dog days, so to say, and were able to, you know, rise to the top of them. I mean, they lost to the Cardinals, and the Cardinals were the same way. But this is the kind of time you got Soroka. What if Fulton Navich comes out 
and goes 11 and 2 mm-hmm. with a 2 3 ERA going into the playoffs. He wishes like, as he has him on his fantasy baseball team. I hate you. Uh, and that's your fifth starter. You know? It's going to be crazy. I think that's why I'm willing to let this be the way it is because the excitement will be there. I'd rather it be a full season. I'd rather there be the storylines and the grind and the ebbing and the flowing and the hope and the dismay at losing a stupid series to a bad team in July because your team got hurt. I'm going to miss that. But for one year, I'll enjoy the hell out of the 60-game season. Yeah. Because it's baseball. What other choice do we have? We don't have any choice. Exactly. This is what we got. Well, when we come back, I want do want to look into, uh, you know, we're going to have to talk about when we can bring in Big John because we're going to have to preview the season. We we're going to have to do that. It's been a while. Uh, but I am curious, just a little bit of, let, 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 let's shoot in the dark for a little bit of fun. Let's see which teams this benefits, which teams this hurts, and we'll get into that next. But first, there's Joe with sports. Is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan? There's currently four tornadoes over Los Angeles right now, and an earthquake at the same time. Just joking. That's just the movie we're watching. Gotta be careful, man. You know we got those uh, sheets because we're valuable members of the media. In case there are oh, real Joe. things happening. I realized I didn't do this in the club today. I was gonna do it tomorrow. I figured it was fitting since we talked about him last week. What? The Foo Fighters? The most overrated band in the history of rock and roll? No. no. This, is, this is Rick Astley. Oh, Covering that's right. Everyone. I did see that the other day. It's actually pretty good. Minus the guitar. but His voice is pretty good. What about the guitar? What's wrong? It just sounds off. Yeah, because it's the same thing as Dave Grohl, but it's not Dave Grohl. So you're like, oh, that's not very good. Oh, because it's not very good. Wow. That's a hot take. No, it's not a hot take. It's a reality. Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, most overrated musician of the 20th century. Why? Don't let Suke hear you say that. Why? Suke yeah. loves Dave Grohl. Uh, because I find his music to be very simple, not complex, and is and it, it's very thematic, very... Um, like predictable? Predictable is a great term. And I think it's riding on coattails of people that are more popular than you. There's not a lot of people more popular than Foo Fighters than Dave Grohl at this point, though. The other two people in his band that he used to be in were more popular than him. Well, okay, but it's things have changed now, Patrick. Times are uh, changing. Yeah, I'm still going to go with the Foo Fighters massively overrated. All right. I mean, you're free to have that opinion. I just don't agree. Well, yeah, because you're whitewashed, you know, by the, like... The, the 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 music uh, yes. coming at you. Me being the death metal fan, I'm whitewashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the radio tells you this is awesome, and you're like, okay, the best, the best, <laughs> the best because of you. I just sang like four songs in one right there. Like <laughs> they all sound the same. That band is not great. I don't think it's bad. I think they got music that people really like. That is true. But a I, lot of people do really like the Foo Fighters. But I also think a lot of people really like Taylor Swift. That's true. You know? And I just think that band's just kind of meh. Taylor Swift's a band? No. Stop. Don't do that. You know what I'm talking about, Michael. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I my favorite I, thing. I, in I, all I'm, these... I'm sorry, I've just never been a Foo Fighter guy. You're allowed to have that opinion, Patrick. It's okay. We're not yelling at you. You're yelling into nothing, like you're expecting everyone to argue with you. But it's you know because I know disagree. because I know everyone is arguing with me, just not you two. <laughs> I think it's because speaking we... of you two, that's a great band. Oh, <laughs> you see what I did there? Huzzah! I, I actually do like some of you two as well, but uh, for you to make the stand that Foo Fighters is overrated and then say that U2 is a good band, <laughs> I think you're going to make a lot of people's heads explode. Right. Because the- most people think U2 is overrated and Foo Fighters is great. No, 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 no. U2 has an album that's one of the top 15 albums sold of all time. Well, yeah, I know. But that's also, wasn't that their first album? No, it's their like third album. Is it their third album? Yeah, Joshua Tree. It's like. I thought that was it, their it, first album. I think it's Bad, War, and then Joshua Tree. Yeah, it's like a top 15 album sold of all time. You know what I liked? What? Zootopia. <laughs> no, you don't. I did. My parents don't listened to that constantly me. when I was growing up. I actually did like that album. <laughs> Zootopia is decent. It's decent. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I like Zootopia. Okay. Joshua Tree's the best. Um. See, I like Bullet this right here. Sky. JR just came in right now on the text line, 503 the fan. His drumming, on, his drumming on Queens of the Stone Age songs for the deaf was pretty stellar. Agreed. Queen's Stone Age is great. Personally, agreed. I think his drums are fantastic. I've always liked him as a drummer. But Patrick is right. Dave writes songs for 15-year-old kids who think they're emo. That is the most correct statement I've ever heard about Dave Grohl in my life. You want to hear great Dave Grohl as a musician? Go listen to Lithium by Nirvana. The drums in that song are phenomenal, are absolutely fantastic. Okay, but when he gets on an acoustic guitar, everything is and he's like the best, the best, the best because of you. And you're like, I'm I'll pass. Hard pass. That's a great that's a great band that I think is underrated is Queens of the Stone Age. Queens of the Stone Age is great, but they're full of like a great bunch of musicians that made famous off other bands they were in. Well, so what? Why no? They're called super bands. That's those those things are allowed to exist. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's okay. They make good music, man. It's like metal for people who don't like metal. Who's this? Metallica? No, Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, I feel like Metallica is a metal band for people that don't like metal. No, Metallica is like the gateway metal band. Uh, and if you stop there, then that's fine. But Metallica was the first metal band I listened to, and I know, then I, you know, I know a lot of metal fans that would slap you silly for calling Metallica metal. Well, okay, that's fine. They're classic metal. What do you want from me? Uh, they're like classic rock. Well, for the time, they were metal. I would not put Metallica in the classic rock category. Well, no, I wouldn't put them in classic rock, but I also wouldn't put them in metal. That's why I said classic metal. I would, I would say that they're metal. I mean, I mean, they're not—they're like, not, they're like not, me- not metal like they're not metal like Iron Maiden or Black Sabbath. They're in the similar that's category. Metal. They're similar. Nah, Metallica's wussy. They're all in the same. They're all in the same boat Jesus to me. Those Patrick. are, dude. Metallica's garbage. That band sucks. Oh, oh my god, Patrick. Okay. Patrick. <laughs> Foo Fighters and Metallica. Come on, man. Being upside down for a segment clearly affected your brain. <laughs> no, no, I felt this before. If anything, I'm just hospital. more. If anything, I'm just more empowered. <laughs> Dennis Quaid, underrated actor. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen Jaws 3D? <laughs> I was going to ask a question about this movie because, you know, it's a disaster movie. In real life. In two the, ways is it's a disaster movie. Hey, you be careful. <laughs> Three stars on Comcast. Um, do you think in real life when there's disasters, are there rooms full of 150 people just looking at one small TV screen and talking? 
I hope not. Or is that just for movies? I think that's just that a movie. It sounds inefficient. <laughs> I feel like that happens, yeah, in every disaster movie. It's every- like in that movie, Dennis Quaid and I forget the other actor's name who was with him. They enter the room, tons of people, and they have this really important look like, oh, I deserve to be in front of the TV. <laughs> I was just going to say. And everyone <laughs> clears the way for them to yeah. walk right up to the front. And it's like, that's not how that Move would work. Move to the side, to the side. Let me get through. <laughs> Here comes Dennis. Here comes Dennis. I don't know who this guy is, but he seems important. Get yeah. him to the front. Look at the face he's making. <laughs> he seems concerned, more concerned than us. <laughs> uh, there's some things coming across the fan text line, 503 I'm sure they're very endearing of your opinions. Uh, well, it's a little 50-50 on here. <laughs> Are you being kind by saying 50-50? No, no. I, well, there's 50-50 because there's things in here I agree with. Pantera, tons better than Metallica. I'm cool with that. Um, Temple of the Dog, best super band ever. 100% agree with that. Yeah, Patrick seen, loves Temple of the Dog. Seen that band live. I think that band's phenomenal. Chris Cornell, top three rock and roll singers of all time. Uh, maybe even number one if it wasn't for a guy named Freddie Mercury. So I'll put him number two. Dear Lord, U2 is the most overrated band ever. Dude, you know, everyone that hates U2 doesn't listen to U2. Their 80s stuff is great. It's when Bono became a D-bag and their stuff like flattened out in the 90s. Their 80s stuff is good. It's good. It's not rock and roll. It's not rock and roll at all. I would never consider you two a rock and roll band. But they're no, they 80- were kind of like pop. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But their 80s stuff is good. It's the stuff after that that's just not that good. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I used to live with a guy that uh, uh, I, know, I know his name. Uh, his name is Jesse. I don't want to say his last name. I used to live with this guy named Jesse, and he. I used to come home at night from the bar and roll into his house, and he would be watching old Red Wings avalanche highlights because okay. he was a big avalanche fan. You know, and he loved hockey, stoned out of his gourd, drinking whiskey, listening to Primus. Like, that was my life for, like, nine months to a year. <laughs> okay, like I've seen metal, and that's not Metallica. Well, you haven't seen metal because you haven't seen my metal. But you know, Primus, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, I want to bring you to a metal show one day, Patrick. I've been to metal shows. My metal show. Strict Nine is my favorite metal band of all time. My metal shows. I don't want to go to your metal shows. You should experience it once. I don't know, man. It seems soft to me. <laughs> like if you're gonna go, go. You know what I mean? If you're gonna be metal, get metal. I don't want soft. I don't understand what that means. I don't either. It's your style, not mine. Okay. okay. <laughs> you decide what that means. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go in the mosh pit, but I'll be at the edge. Right, but you got to remember, like, man, like, this ain't, the, like, I guess so many people that are like, this millennial, and I'm like, okay, this 35-year-old whose knees hurt and his back's going out, and I'm just tired all the time. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, man, I just, I just like different kind of music. Like, if you're going to get crazy, get crazy. Patrick is a hipster. It's okay. No, I'm not a hipster. Hmm. I'm just picky and choosy. Yeah, okay. So he's a hipster. <laughs> no. He is picky and choosy about everything. Some players are flashy and exciting. <laughs> Others are arrogant. Yeah. And douchey. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Bryce Harper looking right at you. Looking right arrogant. at you. <laughs> looking right at you. Right at you. But I watch KBO. Yeah. <laughs> and, guy, ra- and then rag on it immediately for being bad baseball. That guy threw his bat into the fifth row. <laughs> Did it, it hit any no fans? It hit no fans, but he popped up to right, shallow right. <laughs> but nobody caught it because <laughs> the second baseman and the right fielder couldn't communicate. It's like Little League, man. You know, like Metallica and metal. 
like how that came full circle? Nobody, just me. I really don't agree with that at all, <laughs> and it's frustrating me that you're saying that. I know, I know. Late Metallica is awful, but early Metallica is great. See, this is my favorite thing. Like, nobody really listens to this show, and then I say Metallica is terrible, and someone's <laughs> like, this dude, Patrick, whatever his name is. <laughs> they come out of the woodworks. <laughs> I know, they're like, I heard someone talking trash. <laughs> Flips on 1080, turns the stereo up, Fires out of the phone. This guy's probably parked in the middle of I-5, perpendicular to oncoming traffic because he got a text in. Like, this guy, whatever the hell his name is, is an idiot. <laughs> yeah, the, to me, the Black Album is the last good Metallica album. Cool, I still don't like Metallica or the Foo Fighters. After that, it's not great. I well, think what... I the, like Temple of the Dog. The next album was Saint Anger, and that's when it started to... <laughs> Go yep. a little bit down the hill there. Uh, little you're little not little you're not metal when you tell people you're metal. I'm just telling you. Mm. Saint Anger. I'm so mad. This is a, this is this is an album called Love Songs. This dude Patrick is total garbage. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> Whoever the hell this guy is. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap this show up. We're against the clock. This is the hot corner, 1080 the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I've been searching for something, something never comes, never leads to nothing, nothing satisfies, but I'm getting close, closer to the prize at the end of the rope. All night long, a dream of the day, when it comes around and it's taken away, leaves me with the feeling that I feel the most, feel it come to life when I see your ghost. It's 851 here. This is the Hot Corner 1080, the fan. Yeah, I just think this is kind of mad. I loved this song when it came out. It was 02. Yeah, I'm just... I do kind of see what you're saying about the simple guitar. That, that's but, all I mean. I just I don't, again, I don't find this, like, intricate. I, I don't find it groundbreaking. I don't find it new, innovative. I will say this. One band that I know a lot of people love. See, and that's what it is. And then it breaks down. It's like, and we got on a good time. Patrick, it's pop. So, like, of course, right? It's yeah. popular music. But that's like Dave Grohl in every damn song. I almost swore that's how passionate I am right now. So I, there is one band that I cannot get behind. I know they're popular. I do not understand why on earth they're popular. And it's for a very similar reason for why you dislike the Foo Fighters. I cannot stand the Talking Heads. Oh. Because... To this, me, when I hear them, it's like... Oh, things just changed. Simple, simple, basic, basic, boring sound, boring sound. Where's the groundbreaking? Please kill me. That's how I feel when I listen to Talking Heads. Whoa, whoa, I like, I, I don't... Is your mic off? No, it's on. Oh, okay. Patrick, uh, I wish I could say I was sabotaging his microphone, but I am not. No, I can't hear him either. That's why I was saying that. His anger at this point has broken the microphone. His hot takes burned the microphone. I cannot hear you in my headphones now. I can hear you through microphone, uh, Mike's microphone, but I cannot hear you through yours. Oh, good. How about now? Nope. No. How about now? I mean, this is only fitting after the egregious things he's been saying for the last half hour or so. <laughs> so the microphone just died. That's good. I wonder if it has something to do with you turning upside down. No. Jostle it around a little bit. See yeah, like in the wire in the back. See if you move, move it around, around here. You know. 
Unplugged. Oh. Oh, you got me? Yeah. Hey. 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 Damn it. Look at that, man. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I just figured it was a huge prank because Mike said he didn't like the talking heads. And I was like, you find that boring? I find that some of the most intricate, like, groundbreaking music I know of. Like, I, that's the 80s in a nutshell. I tried with them. Like, David Byrne? I tried with them. Oh, my God, dude. I, look, I, I know anybody <laughs> listening who loves them will hate anything I say because I listen to death metal. And you know what? That's probably warranted, right? I have a very, very, very unpopular taste in music, right? Fish for the win. Bad take. Pat is a pussycat. <laughs> May you sneeze for 977 days. <laughs> I think that's to me because I don't like the talking heads. But uh, I... I think the talking heads are I tried, absolutely phenomenal. You know, I, I went into it with an open mind and went, oh, I'll give this band a try. And I think seem to like them. You got light in your eyes. Just didn't love it. He literally, at the beginning of that Stop Making Sense video, he's like, hi, my name is David Byrne. I'd like to play this tape I made. And it's Psycho Killer. Like, it's so good. It's so good. But that song is so simple. Burning Down the House? Watch out. Dun, dun, you might get what you're after. Cool, baby. Strange but not a stranger. 365 degrees. Burning down the house. Look, if you don't have uh, down-tuned guitars and... Seven strings and oh crazy God. solos. No, I'm kidding. And the best, the best, the best because of you. That's it, man. That's every Foo Fighters song ever. Ever. It is true. Until it's an acoustic. There was like, oh, my God, it's so cool that it he's is, doing an acoustic. It and it's like, cool. Though. So he's muting strings on an acoustic guitar instead of an electric guitar? Okay, cool. I'm out. But it is catchy. That is for sure. I guess, man. So is U2. U2 is also catchy, yes. It's an A-bomb from A-Rod. That's catchy. That's our close music for the day is... I mean, like, listen to it. Just just listen to it, man. This is an iconic song. Iconic or heard a lot are two different things. Both? This one takes all night. See, you know the lyrics. Well, yeah, because it's been thrown down my throat for a century. If you hated it, you wouldn't know the lyrics. You would it's just, hard to get down never the throat. <laughs> I'm glad this baseball show talked about baseball again. We did for like two seconds. It's pretty fitting to how the, uh, the landscape of things are right now. With satanic powers come great responsibility. <laughs> Thanks, JR. I love you, brother. One text doesn't like the talking heads. Thank you for agreeing with me. One other person. Well, they said they never liked them. You were just like, eh, this band sucks. Wow. I mean, I don't like them. What do you want me to say? Mike was not vocal, but but he gave me the eye look of, eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I forgot I was on radio for a second, but uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's enough for us today. That's Joe Fish behind the glass. We can thank him for playing DJ tonight. That's Mike Lynch. I'm Patrick Harris. We'll be back next week. Uh, we've got to look, in, look forward to uh, Big John coming in at some point as we preview the Major League Baseball season because we'll have to get into that. Uh, but for the three of us here, this is Tanae the Fan. Go do something I would do, like listen to real music. <laughs>
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.